Welcome to the Red Circle Gazette. You look at Archie Comics' world of superheroes, featuring the digital and print series, The New Crusaders. We have all the news, reviews, and items of interest that fans of the series and the universe will love. So sit back, relax, and spend a little time inside the Red Circle universe. Welcome to the second episode of the Red Circle Gazette podcast. We have a few quick news articles, a review of episode two of the comic strip series, a review of the comic convention exclusive preview issue, and a few odds and ends for you this week. So let's just dive right into it. The New Crusaders got a new artist effective with the third episode. Aletha Martinez replaced Ben Bates as the ongoing artist in the series. She has worked on Marvel's Iron Man, NBC's Heroes comic tie-ins, Daredevil, Fantastic Four, Black Panther, and more. She brings a more realistic art style, less anime, but still exaggerated and friendly to the eye. If you're looking for a deal... Archie's website store currently has three Red Circle graphic novels in stock. The Mighty Crusaders Origins of a Superhero Team reprints stories from The Flyman 31, 32, 33, as well as The Mighty Crusaders 1, which was the beginning of the superhero group. There's The Adventures of the Fly featuring the work of Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, along with The Shield, America's first patriotic comic book hero. These are regularly $12.95 apiece. They're currently on sale for $4.99 each. And right now, Archie Comics has a 10% off your entire order, lowering them even further. This is a great chance to pick up some great comics at a great price. And now let's take a look at The New Crusaders' Rise of the Heroes, Episode 2, Act 1. This issue starts off with the children gathered around Crusader Circle in the high-tech secret base hidden under the S.H.I.E.L.D.'s house. There's a sleeping bag and some pillows around, suggesting that the children slept the night and it's the next day. A news report is coming on the television, and it says, quote, And now, Casey O'Neill with Impact City News' continuing coverage of the tragedy in Red Circle, end quotes. Casey O'Neill, interesting combination you may not have noticed. Back in the 80s and 90s, Archie Comics published a very successful line called the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, based on the cartoon, which was based on the comic strip. Uh, very popular. Casey Jones was one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles vigilante friends. April O'Neil was the news reporter. Looks like they've combined those two characters' names into a new reporter for Impact City. A little throw in there for the long times fans that... I bet 98% of the readers didn't catch the first time. Impact City News. Impact was the name of the comic line that DC published from 1991 to 1993 that featured the Archie superheroes in a line of comic books. We get a look at the news coverage now where they're blaming a freak storm on the devastation throughout the town. One of the news reporters says, quote, When you think peaceful and picturesque Americana, few towns still spring to mind. Riverdale, Glendale, Red Circle, end quote. Now, Red Circle obviously is the line of comic books that uh, Archie published with the superheroes. Greendale is the town where Archie comics character Sabrina the Teenage Witch lives. And Riverdale, of course, where Archie and his crew uh, hang out and have their adventures. So more little things for Archie fans uh, to appreciate and look for during the story. The rest of this act is the kids reacting to anger, disappointment, confusion about what's going on, their parents. It ends with a secret agent telling them that he's here to escort them to their new foster home. Act 2 is one of the more talky acts so far, and it explains everything that's happened, 
what the shield expects of the kids and what's going to happen going forward. It's also the act where they're finally told that they are the children of the mighty crusaders. They're brought down into this museum with costumes and artifacts from the older series. Uh, the first time the kids walk in, they see five costumes on display on mannequins and cases. Uh, going from left to right, we have the Comet, Pow Girl, the Web, Fireball, and the Shield. On the last page, you see more museum-type quality artifacts. You have Steel Sterling's costume. Then you have three small picture frames with comic book covers and a photograph underneath them. The comic book covers are actual comic books from Archie Comics. Uh, going from left to right, it's Zip Issue 1, featuring Steel Sterling, which was published February 1940. In the middle is Pep Issue 1, with a shield cover from January of 1940. And the far right is Top Notch Number 1, featuring The Wizard, and was published December 1939. And of course, you see the shield. His mannequin's not in a display case, but he's actually posed in an action pose. And Fly Girl is there as well. And from there, it's revealed that the S.H.I.E.L.D. has been protecting innocents since before World War II. So he has been around a long time, and he's an experienced leader, and he's here to teach the kids. So Act 3 begins with the S.H.I.E.L.D. finishing up his little presentation and explaining that the kids will become the next generation of Crusaders, and they will avenge their parents and bring Brain Emperor to justice. The kids, led by Fireball, react, uh, let's just say, poorly to this information, and they lash out at them from all sides until they're interrupted by Dusty, who is, as one kid calls it, a mutant talking monkey. Uh, he's an alien from another world, but he sets Fireball off big time. He's in the background looking for weapons. He doesn't like this at all. Uh, Dusty talks to the S.H.I.E.L.D., and the S.H.I.E.L.D. brings up way back from the 40s his origin story where his father was killed, and he immediately took over the S.H.I.E.L.D. and went forward with being a superhero. And he doesn't understand why kids these days don't do that. This act ends with Fireball stepping up and saying, the kids are leaving. They are going either way. The S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't want to let him out the front door, so he brings him to what he says is an exit in the back, but it turns out he's putting him into an obstacle course. The fourth and final act of the second episode shows the kids in the obstacle course finally escaping. The S.H.I.E.L.D. judges them and says, you guys did a great job. It was on novice settings, but still, you guys worked as a team and that's important. He mentions that it took him 12 minutes and 45 seconds. So obviously this obstacle course was much bigger than we see in the comic books. The S.H.I.E.L.D. opens the door and he's going to let the kids leave, but he says... That you've worked together as a team. You are the children of superheroes. You're destined to step up and avenge your parents. The kids wind up deciding to stay. And the comet says, All right, as crazy as all this is, we'll be your mighty crusaders. And the shield closes the door and states, No, not mighty. Something new altogether. A great way to end the second episode. And overall, we're starting to get rolling now. Two issues under our belt really establishing the tone. We started off with the kids having no idea of their destiny, that their parents were heroes. We've established the world. Now they can start the training, getting the superhero powers, getting the costumes set up, and moving forward. So I have a feeling that the third episode is really going to start kicking it into gear. And we'll take a look at that in the next podcast. Now we're going to take a look at the comic convention exclusive preview of the New Crusaders Rise of the Heroes series premiere. 
This is a 12-page preview that includes the first two acts of the first episode, along with two pinups, one of the Jaguar, one of the Shield. It's uh, everything we talked about last podcast, but I just want to say how beautiful this looks in print. It doesn't look upscaled. The text is nice and clear. It's not too big. I was concerned about transferring from something that could be read on an iPhone to a standard-sized comic book. There could be some pixelation or some unusual effects. It looks fantastic. I think this comic is going to be a very good success for Archie Comics. The art style lends itself very well to younger readers as well as fans of the older series, and it just looks fantastic. I wish I could... Give everyone a copy of this print comic, but we'll have a chance to pick it up in comic shops in a few weeks. And I highly encourage you to at least pick it up and look at it, even if you have subscription, because I think you'll be very, very impressed with it. In the early 1980s, a comic book writer had an interesting idea. What if he could take an established universe full of superheroes, which had not been published in quite some time, and apply a grimmer, more realistic worldview to that universe? The writer considered using the Archie line of Red Circle superheroes as it was not being published at that time and came up with a great opening scene. The S.H.I.E.L.D.'s body would be found dead in the harbor and various other Red Circle superheroes like Private Strong would be drafted back into action as the murder unfolds. The idea of starting with a world-famous superhero found dead and delving deeper into the real reality of the superhero's world, which is outside of the public's eye, appealed greatly to the writer. At that time, the writer was working for D.C., and they shortly thereafter acquired the rights to the Charlton line of heroes, and he switched over and implemented them before ultimately creating his own set of superheroes to use in the story. When the finished story was finally published, it was met with critical and commercial success, and it is considered a modern masterpiece. The writer was Alan Moore, and the comic book he wrote and was originally going to feature the Red Circle line of heroes was called The Watchman. And finally, we have some show feedback from our first episode. I had two iTunes reviews this week. Uh, one was a five-star review, and it said, Very informative. A 360-degree look at the Red Circle Comics Universe, A+. And the other was also a five-star review. Had I had no idea these characters had been around so long. Great podcasting. Keep them coming. I also got a very nice letter from Vinny Bartolucci, also known as the 40-year-old blogger. The first podcast, I talked about a history of the Red Circle line of superhero comics. And included in that was DC licensing the heroes and publishing them under their own banners. In 1992, the Impact line came out, and that's what I'm more familiar with. Evidently, there was a more recent attempt in 2010, which I didn't even know existed. And this is where they were integrated into the DC Universe, where the S.H.I.E.L.D. would meet Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, so on and so forth. I'm going to let Vinny take it from here, as this is a quote from his letter. The Impact line was a completely separate line from DC. It was not as much as an attempt to get back into supermarkets, although that was its first goal, as much as it was to do a more all-ages line intended to be a good entry point for young readers. There was initially hopes of doing more newsstand distribution of the line, but it never panned out. A lot of the marketing they hoped to do with the books got the, the kibosh before the books were even released. So the lack of distribution you mentioned was more of the books only went to comic shops, and many were loath to carry a kid's book, though to this day, God alone can explain to me why. I can and have gone on about the Impact line in detail. While there's an Impact City in the New Crusaders as a tip of the cap to the run, it's a shame those books can't get another go. 
Both had a team book called Crusaders. Impacts was the Crusaders, and Red Circles was the Mighty Crusaders, introduced at the end of each line's run. So you sort of mushed Impact and Red Circle together and never actually mentioned the 2010 Red Circle relaunch at all. Thank you, Vinny, for clearing that up. I wasn't even aware, like I stated, of the 2010 Red Circle relaunch. I guess that's a testament of how well it went over. Thanks to everyone who wrote in, especially those who reviewed us on iTunes. Those are very important to get our reach even greater. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our Twitter feed. And most of all, continue to support Red Circle line of comic books. And I hope you pick up the new issue in a few weeks. And we'll be checking out the third episode the next time we get together. Until then, thanks for listening. And that's another episode of the Red Circle Gazette in the can. Thanks for listening. If you want updates on Twitter, follow us at username RC underscore Gazette. If you want to email me, send an email to redcirclegazette at gmail.com. If you want to be part of the show, send me an MP3 or wave comment and I will use it in the next episode. If you are connected to Archie Comics in any way and want to give out prizes to the listeners, I would be thrilled to give this stuff out. If you are an artist and wish to provide original art for inclusion in the podcast, send it over. All trademarks are copyright their respective owners and are most likely copyright 2012 Archie Comics. This is a fan project with no monetary component and is done in compliance with all international trademark and copyright laws. Thank you for listening. <laughs>